live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Live from America. I know we're about five minutes too late, but again, that's what happens when you rely on technology that's probably hacked from the Chinese Communist Party, especially when it comes to anybody trying to show light or shed light on the fact that they helped cheat in this election uh, to take it away from Donald J. Trump and the fact that they released a biochemical uh, or a biological weapon on the uh, the whole world, <laughs> including the United States of America, but either way. We're here. The show is here. God bless you. Thank you very much for joining in. Today is, oh, May 10th, year of our Lord, 2021. And this is Life from America. I am your ever so humble God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell. Again, sorry for the show being late. If you could do me the honor and do me the favor of copying the link, sharing the video, you can do it right from your app, just at the bottom of the thing, share it. You can share it to Facebook, Telegram, Instagram, wherever you want to gab, doesn't matter. As long as there's a share button, you guys can get the video out. Thank you very much. I do want to actually grab it here. And I want to go to the uh, the video itself because, sure, oh, there we go, I want to see who's watching. So let's give some live shout-outs. Should we? Andy Henry. Uh, actually, it says Susan S. here from New Jersey. We've got Jessica O'Brien watching from the sunshine state of Florida. How you doing, Jessica? Good to see you. We've got Jen in Minnesota. We've got Randy Tinch checking in from Indiana. Um, Casey Breeze says, why can't I see the live? Well, it's live right now. Hopefully you can see it. Um, if not, just go out, refresh, come back in, press play. It'll come on. Um, we've got Heidi says, good afternoon, Jeremy from OHIO. Corn Pop is in the building. He says, from the DC swamp, drinking on a juice box. And we've got, uh, Denise watching from Indiana as well. Uh, who else we got? Let's do a couple more shout outs here. Mark Anthony from Chicago in the house, he says. Good to see you, Mark. I appreciate you joining in. We've got um, Kel Mar watching from Texas, and Kim Kimmy, I should say, Kimmy Kolb watching from Michigan. And if you're watching from Michigan, you're definitely going to want to pay attention tonight because we're going to call some senators, some state senators in Michigan. Uh, let's see, a couple more here. Leslie, Jeremy, give me a shout out from Louisville, Kentucky. Leslie Brook 02, shout out to Louisville, Kentucky. We're going to be coming to Kentucky on our family uh, vacation here very soon. And Storm Girl K says hello from Texas. And Ann is watching from Arizona. So good to see you all. I appreciate you joining in live. It's uh, a lot of people still having a hard time watching Rumble live. I just don't know if they're used to it yet. But uh, I think the pr- I think it works great uh, for what they have. I, I know they're building on it, and I can't wait to see what comes in the future. Uh, the one I really want to see is uh, they record the live videos and keep them up. That's the big one. Record the live videos and keep them up. So I don't have to record them simultaneously and then re- uh, upload them after, which could take up to two hours sometimes, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and we lose all of those comments and all of those great things from everybody. 
So definitely Rumble needs to, uh, to, to, to progress to that, which I know they will. I know they will. But right now it's going to rely on you guys getting the message out. And I know that it means sharing the live video to get live viewers on and then resharing the uh, recorded video afterwards. So I apologize for that. But we are an action itemed audience and we got to do what we got to do to fight this disgusting, crazy censorship. Let me give a few more shout outs here. To some folks who sent me uh, things that I opened in the mail today. We've got um, donations from uh, Penella Campbell, uh, Holly Allen, thank you very much, Dr. Marie DeSiulo Naples, thank you so very much. Um, and I got a, a package today from my good friend Rosario Rosaria Barbera. She sent me some presents for Sabrina for Mother's Day. So I guess she didn't really send them to me, she sent them to Sabrina. But I want you to know, Rosaria, that I got them. And then let me get this out here. Then we got this. This was sent to me. The Pledge of Allegiance to the Flag of the United States of America. Gotta love it. Daniel and Susan Shawley sent me the Pledge of Allegiance. So thank you very, very much. I also want to read you guys. This is pretty cool. Somebody sent me this earlier, and this was a picture uh, that I screenshotted of their Mother's Day card. They said they got a Mother's Day card. And she said this, she said, Hey Jeremy, my son wrote me a book of poems for Mother's Day and even included my love for, for your show in one of them. Just thought I'd share. And it says, my mom, he says, I have a great mommy. She has straight, dark brown hair. Sometimes she hugs me to show me that she cares. When she gives the Dum Dum Award of the Day, I think she is funny. We like to play soccer when it is sunny. Her favorite colors are orange and gray. She thinks it's nice. She has told me to stop smacking maybe once or twice. Don't worry, I get told to stop slurping my coffee, little guy. Um, I like it when she cooks mac and cheese for me to eat. I love my mom because she is so sweet. Ah. Oh. Melts my heart. Love to see the little ones taking uh, taking things into their own hands and, and making cards. Uh, back when my kids, uh, before my kids were old enough to make money, they actually made cards. <laughs> now they just go out and they walk dogs and, and do things around the neighborhood, make money, and then buy us stuff. So, mm. either way, it's beautiful. I love it. And I also want to let you guys know that today I sent Bibles to the following people. Lindsay, um, Lindsay... Crooker Mazarego, <laughs> Mazarego, um, Jeanette Marie Kane, Susan Astorito, Verna Hayden, Tina Capello, uh, Diane McIntyre, Karen Lindner, Linda Kasiska, Bren and uh, Brenda Hines. Since you, oh no, and got more here. Julie Sims, Tiffany Lee, Tracy Barreca. And Joanna R. Wright, I sent all of you uh, your Bibles today. So it might take, you know, I don't know, with the post, post office system, it might take a good week or so. But they are, they are on their way to you. So God bless you, and it's just by the grace of God. For all the people that send the Bibles, um, for everybody who sends me used and new Bibles, they're all the Word of God. And uh, it's just great that God is using me as a conduit to accept those Bibles from all of you and get them into the hands of people who really, really need them. It truly is a blessing uh, from God Almighty up above. So, 
Ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to Jesus calling this evening so that we can put our love and our attention to God where it needs to go first before we start talking politics, before we start talking social issues. We need to honor God and let God know that we uh that we love him and that he and that we acknowledge the fact that he is here with us when we do every show every step of the way. So May uh, 10th, year of our Lord, 2021, says, when you are going through a dark time, a hard time, it's easy to project that, project that darkness into the future. Because I am sovereign God, I am able to turn your darkness into light. Continue walking worshipfully with me, a walk of faith. And now that comes from 2 Samuel 22, 22 through 29. Or no, excuse me, 2 Samuel 22, 29, which says, You are my lamp, O Lord. The lamp, uh, the Lord turns my darkness into light. And also 2 Corinthians 5, 7, which says, We walk by faith and not by sight. Do you know how hard it is to walk by faith? And not by sight if you've never done it before. You're literally changing everything that you've ever known about how you go through each day. Okay, usually we need to see our steps in order to walk there. But when you give that opportunity to God to do that for you, when you give up that control, when you let him light that path, it's like, think of it like, um, think of it like your navigation in your car or on your phone. When you need to go somewhere, you punch in a destination and you just follow blindly. That thing could say, take a right here into this lake and you would probably do it, okay? Um, not really, but you know what I'm saying, right? We follow this thing and we have no idea where it's actually taking us. Well, the same kind of thing uh, goes with, with God. You punch in the address, which is eternal life in heaven, and then you sit back and you follow God's direction. It's that simple. It might seem like it's hard, but it's really not. And and when you think you're in a dark time, um, it's actually good. Because if it's already dark, then that means that there's only one alternative, which is light. So that means you're already in the dark. Thank God for the dark. Ask God for the tools and the GPS to get you out of that darkness. And once you're in the light again, you'll be so happy that you went through what you just did. Because it's an opportunity for you to grow. Amen? All right, let's get right to the Lord's Prayer. You know the drill. Say it with me and say it loud. Say it with a smile on your face. From your lips to his ears, let all of heaven rejoice. And if for some reason you can't, okay, then just please try to say, try to learn it and say it internally at first so the Spirit can hear it to give you that, that confidence to say it out loud. Okay, here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. And the power. And the glory forever. Amen. Think of that, think of that word forever. Forever. We can't even fathom that. Because our brains think so linear. They think from point A to point B. But forever, with no pain, no problems, no war, kingdom, with God, forever. <laughs> I mean, I want that, don't you? 
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we got about 3,000 people watching. If you could do me the humble favor of just sharing this out, copy this link, get your friends to watch it. Let's get started right now with the first and foremost section here on Live from America. <clears throat> first and foremost, guys, Israel. Israel seems to be on the brink of war right now. Literally on the brink of war right now. Seven rockets. As of the time I started putting this show together this afternoon, and I know there's more since, seven rockets have apparently been fired from Gaza towards Jerusalem. Okay? The Iron Dome defense system did intercept a few of them, and there's video of it. There's literal video of this defense system stopping some of these rockets, but they can't stop all of them. Oh, I hear sirens. They can't stop all of those rockets. They can't. They just can't. That's not. I mean, the, the missile defense system is great, but it can't stop a multitude of rockets being uh, shot at it. So not only is Israel being attacked from the outside, it's also being attacked within. Fires are being started everywhere. People are fighting in the streets. People are uh, throwing rocks at cars. People are, are pulling guns on other people. It's literally uh, hell is breaking loose in Israel right now. And I can't help to think about what the Bible says about the end of days. Okay? Because if you read the Bible and you understand the end of days, Israel, Jerusalem, they play a big part in all of that because they are the center of everything. Those, that's God's promised land. Those are God's promise. Those are God's special people. Okay. And we, the United States are also blessed as much as them because we protect them. We are with them. All right. The problem here is ladies and gentlemen, if you read the Bible and you know, the, the signs of the end of times, we've been living in them for quite a while. We've been living in them for quite a while. So that concerns me. Um, when I see what's going on in Israel, uh, at the same time, uh, Israel is just the the administration that we have right now, completely anti-Semitic, hates Israel, wants them wiped off the map, period. Let's just call a spade a spade, especially the squad, you know, with the Rashida Tlaib and the uh, AOC and uh, what's the one that, what's the one there that married her brother? Um, illegally and constantly calls for the destruction of Israel. Um, can't think of her name right off the top of my head, but you know who I'm talking about. Okay. They all want Israel destroyed. And you think the Biden administration wavers from that? No, they are, they are under the same kind of desire to have Israel wiped off the face of the map. And, and what they don't understand is I've said it before and I'll say it again. God always wins and you're not going to be able to go up against God and his people and win the war. You may win battles, but you will not win the war. And I also can't help to think about when president Trump was sitting legally in the white house. Now we have somebody illegally sitting in the white house. And for whatever reason, it wasn't stopped. There's a thousand things that we can say. There's a thousand accusations we can throw. There's a thousand assumptions that we can make about why president Trump did not uh, call into the place, the insurrection act or any of those other things. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think the main thing is, is that people actually have to go through with breaking the law and showing the fraud that they did in order for them to be prosecuted and convicted and ultimately tried for treason and killed for their injustice that they did to this country. But what's happening is you're starting, what's happening is you're starting to see it fall all over the world. You're starting to, when you see the illegal takedown of the American, uh, of, of this country, the illegal election that took down this country illegally and, and, and they ousted somebody who was literally achieving world peace. President Trump was achieving world peace. 
That is why Liz Cheney really hates President Trump. That is why the right, the far right, the GOP, the extremists, the, the institutionalists, the, the pompous, the ones sitting on their pedestal, the ones that are in bed with the swamp donkey Democrats, those are the ones that hate President Trump. Why? Because he was literally achieving world peace. He had treaties between countries you never thought were possible. He walked single-handedly into North Korea like the boss that he is. He, he was nominated for, what, four or five Nobel Peace Prizes? He was he was creating an environment where we would have had world peace. But guess who couldn't take that? The New World Order couldn't take that. The left, uh, the radical left uh, that, that runs this world couldn't take that. NATO couldn't take that. The WHO couldn't take that. China couldn't take that. And uh, Iran couldn't take that. And so what they do? They, they literally, from all these countries, work together with the left to steal the election because they know they couldn't win it fairly. And all of this stuff is going to blow up in their face. I just pray for the, I, I pray for the safety of Israel. I pray for the safety of, uh, of all the people who occupy Jerusalem from all uh, religions. But I'm going to tell you this right now. You're picking a fight with God. And if you really think you can beat God then go on and keep doing what you're doing. But every single one of you who are, 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 are causing injustice around the world and stealing things and ruining things and destroying peace that God put people on this place or on this planet to achieve, you will all lose and you will lose very, very badly. Speaking of losers and speaking of administrations who stole things that they shouldn't have stole and thing and, and, and the legal people that are occupying White Houses when they shouldn't be, look at gas prices right now. Look what happened with the Colonial Pipeline and the networks and how the ransomware was put in. We live in a world where computers run everything. So we live in a world where you don't need to fire rockets at a country like Hamas is doing right now to Israel. We live in a world where you can literally take down a country by getting into their power grid or getting into their uh, computer system systems that run the pipelines, that run the oil, and right now you're seeing companies shut down, oil production fields shutting down right now because of the dark side ransomware that is responsible for the compromise of the pipeline networks, which is still dysfunctional as I sit and speak right now. So you're going to see gas prices soar this summer. We went from President Trump, world peace, lowest uh, lowest women unemployment, lowest black unemployment, lowest brown unemployment, uh, jobs jobs for every single buddy, uh, home home prices through the roof, 401ks were doing great, energy independence, all of that. And guess what? The powers that be, the swamp that occupies this entire world, decided to take it all down because they couldn't stand it. So we go from energy independence to literally depending on foreign oil. because And on top of that, our domestic oil is literally being, uh, comp uh, the production of it is being compromised as we speak right now. And you don't think China's involved in that? You don't think China is involved in that? Probably Russia too. More than likely Iran as well. Venezuela, the rest of them, all of them that actually work together to get this bioweapon uh, released on the world and all of them that work together to work on the Dominion and the, and the Smartmatic software to steal the election. Come on, people. I'll sit here and I will say this all day to anybody who wants to sit here and debate. Matter of fact, I, this, is going off, this is going off of my, uh, my itinerary here, but I saw an interview 
where Chris Wallace was interviewed. I can't stand Chris Wallace, by the way. I cannot stand this guy. Okay? And matter of fact, it's just reminded me I need to pray for him tonight. So I will do so. But I watched him grill a Republican who actually stood for President Trump and actually stood for the fact that the the election uh, needs to ha- uh, be investigated. And Chris Wallace was asking this guy point blank, do you believe that uh, Biden won the election legitimately? Do you believe that he is the legitimate president? And to watch this politician, even though he was a Republican, sit and squirm and dance around the answer, stop being a coward. Stop being a worthless coward. Stop being a politician and start being a public servant. Do you? Let let Chris Wallace interview me. I would love that. I would love for Chris Wallace to say, yes or no, do you believe the election was stolen? Yes, I do, Chris. Would you like me to sit here and tell you how for an hour? Would you like me to sit here and tell you who was involved for an hour? Would you like me to sit here and tell me how you yourself were complicit and how you were involved for an hour? Because I will gladly do so. You dum-dum. I would love that. And to sit here and listen to these whiny, coward politicians not even have the guts to stand up for what they believe in because they're afraid that the left woke mob is going to come after them, that they'll be doxxed, that their family will be doxxed. What are you even doing in, 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 in the public servant arena if you're that much of a coward? What are you even doing there if you're this scared? Get out and make room for somebody who actually has a backbone, who's somebody like a Marjorie Taylor Greene, somebody like a Congresswoman uh, Boebert, somebody like a Matt Gates, somebody like a, even a Ted Cruz. What are we doing? I cannot wait for Trump to purge this weak, coward, spineless Republican party, uh, these rhinos that, that, that have infested themselves into this party and work for the Democrats. I am so disgusted over the fact that people just can't stay up, stand up and say what they mean and stop being afraid. Oh, I'm so afraid to say it. Just say it. Do you believe the election was stolen? Yes. Do you believe Biden is a legitimate president? No. Period. Want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. But I don't think that Fox News or any other news station or YouTube or any of the other platforms for that matter would like somebody like me or most of you to sit there and educate them on exactly what we already know. Because too many people would too many people would agree. That's the problem. And they can't have that. No, they can't have that. Thank God for Rumble. Thank God for being able to be here to tell the truth. Shout out Rumble and don't ever become YouTube. I can tell you that right now. So anyway, folks, get ready to pay a lot more at the pump this summer thanks to uh, illegal resident corn pop who occupies the White House. That's right, illegal, illegal, illegal. He stole the election. Cheat, cheat, cheat. COVID-19 is the flu. Ooh, I'm going to get it all out of my system now before I get back to YouTube. <laughs> People are like, why are you going to go back to YouTube? I will add YouTube in an addition. There's things, see, this is what this is what stinks about these platforms is some things you can do on some platforms, some things you can't do on another. Like I can't go live from my phone. So when I'm out on the road, I can't go live from my phone on Rumble. I got to have my studio set up in order to do it. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we will, um, we'll figure it out. We'll navigate the waters and we'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Moving on. Let's go ahead and give a smarty. You know, I realized we did not give a smarty. We did not give a single smarty on this morning's show. So either there's that many dum-dums out there or we just overlooked it. Either way, folks, let's cue the music. First smarty award of the day. This smarty is going to go to Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon. 
boom, right there in the Trump bucket. Mark Gordon, governor of Wyoming, uh, which is actually the same state that Liz Cheney's worthless warmongering butt lives. Uh, governor Mark Gordon has issued a directive to block state agencies from demanding a COVID passport. Yay! Victory! Another victory, another win, and we always got to count the wins, just like we got to count the losses. The more of these states that continue to stand up and ban COVID passports, the more they're not going to be used. I wish everybody would stand up and say, hey, "I'm not just doing. I'm not doing anything anymore." You know, I wish the world would do that. However, we live in a world where they have brainwashed enough of us to walk around with our masky pads on. You know, it's funny because I was I was looking the other day. We don't have a mask mandate here in New Hampshire. And all of the small businesses that aren't run by big woke corporations, they are all letting um, the consumer decide whether they want to wear a mask or not. And you want to know, nobody's in there freaking out. People walk in with masks. People walk in without masks. Now, even though I am starting to see more and more people take the masky pad and the muzzle off their face, I am still shocked by how many people I see that are just willingly wearing them. Like, they are this afraid. I don't think it has anything to do with being scared. I don't think it has anything to do with being afraid of COVID. I think it has everything to do with the politicization of this uh, flu of COVID-19. It all has everything to do with that because people don't want to be looked at. People don't want to be judged. People don't want to be yelled at. People don't want to be doxxed. People don't want to get embarrassed. So they say, oh, well, I'll just put up my mask. You know what the next thing is? The forced vaccinations. You know what the next thing is after that? Bye-bye to all your guns. Bye-bye to all your guns. Oh, we've made them all mask up because they don't want to be um, embarrassed or they don't want to be uh, targeted. Okay. Oh, oh, now we got them all vaccinated because we didn't, we shamed them into vaccination. What comes next? Taking your guns. Don't believe me? Keep wearing your masks and keep getting your shots. Find out what happens next. Ah, so big shout out to Governor Mark Gordon of Wyoming. Let's move on. This United States Census Bureau actually confirms a huge, huge conflict in the total number of voters in the 2020 election. So, on the census, one of the questions is, are you a registered voter? Every single year, every year they do the census, the amount of actual registered voters compared to the census question of, are you a registered voter, actually compares very closely the numbers are not that far off. They're not that far off at all. And in mo- and in, and if they are off, when they are off, it's usually the number of um, uh, registered voters that there are compared to how many people actually said that they were. There's actually uh, you know a lot less. Okay, there's a lot less. This time, however, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, there's a lot more, excuse me. It's a lot more registered voters than what people said. This time, however, folks, there seems to be a complete switch. There, there seems to be a complete switch in the census, okay? The number of people who said that they voted compared to how many registered voters there are are way off. Way, 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 way off. Uh, to a point where they've never been that upside down before on that side. You see what I'm saying? Which is showing that there is that the, the, the amount of um, registered voters out there don't even come close to how many people they said voted in the 2020 election. Think about that. So when people say, yes, I'm a registered voter and I, and I voted in the last election or whatever, that number is usually 
um, very, very, very close to how many registered voters there are. Very close. This time, ladies and gentlemen, if you take how many people they say voted in the 20 election compared to how many people actually said that they are registered voters and voted, the, the number of reg, the number that the, that the presidential election said that voted is like a hundred times more than how many people actually said they voted. And usually it's a lot tighter. So that is, so you take that coupled with how many um, states are losing congressional seats because people moving out and stuff like that. And you, and you start to look at something and you go, wait a minute, there's a pattern here. Something's not right here. They're literally saying that this many people voted in the election, which would have been what? Like 150 million people voted. But when they got the Census Bureau, the, the U.S. Census Bureau put out their numbers, there wasn't even close to that many people that said that they were registered voters or who voted. Planned on voted or voted last time. Wasn't even close. So that lets you know that they inflated the numbers big time to make up for all the votes that Joe Biden did not get. And I would be willing to bet that President Trump got over 80 million votes and Joe Biden probably got somewhere along the lines of 50 million votes. Okay? Because I think there's, there's about 20 to 30 million difference uh, discrepancy in the Census Bureau and how many people they said voted. So there's another way to tell right there that the United States... Uh, election was stolen and that there was cheating going on because how else do you it's never been this far off before never has been this far off before ever 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 so there's another one all right let's give our first dumb dumb award and you guys can research that by the way you can research how many people voted in the election how many registered voters there were and then look up the census bureau numbers on how many people said that they were voters or that voted and check out the difference it's massive all right, folks, going to give the first Dumb Dumb Award of the day, so let's just cue the music for this dummy right now, shall we? <laughs> Former Attorney General William Barr, better known as Bill Barr. Let's throw that right there in the rhino bucket because he calls himself a Republican, um, a Republican voter anyway. Bill Barr is a rhino. Bill Barr is a swamp rat. Bill Barr is a liar. Bill Barr is a traitor, and Bill Barr gets the dum-dum of the day right here on Live from America. Why? Well, we found out something new about Bill Barr. Bill Barr is a deep, deep state scumbag. That's what I actually wrote here. And now we know it's true. We, 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 we wondered, right? We thought, is this guy really in bed with the Democrats? Is this guy really in bed with the establishment? Is he really a New World Order puppet? Or is he honorable? Is he, is he, does he want to serve justice? Is he a patriot? Well, we find out now that he wasn't, ladies and gentlemen, because there was a meeting, okay, and uh, uh, in the White House, and President Trump was going to fire FBI uh, head Christopher Wray. So the head of the FBI is named Christopher Wray. President Trump was going to fire him because he is a deep state swamp donkey himself. Bill Barr was actually uh, in that meeting. And there was another gentleman in that meeting by the name of Bill Avania. Avania. E-V-A-N-I-A. -E Bill Avania. He was there and reportedly he was supposed to be taking the place of Christopher Ray after President Trump fired Christopher Ray. Um, Bill Barr was in that meeting as custom for when you're talking about any kind of leadership change in one of these you know, big divisions uh, like the FBI or the CIA or the Justice Department or, you know, the Pentagon, things like that. Uh, but the CIA, the, uh, the, the FBI and the Justice Department, they work hand in hand because FBI 
They go out and they uh, they do investigations of crimes, and then they bring back their recommendations to the Justice Department, who actually um, charges those individuals or those companies or whatever or those countries, even though even I should say. But you know what Bill Barr does? So when Bill Barr is in this meeting and President Trump says, "I'm going to uh, I want to fire Christopher Ray, and this is who I'm going to put in his place," Bill Barr actually got up and walked out of the meeting and said. And said, by the way, on his way out, that he will quit. He will literally quit if President Trump fires Christopher Wray. Now, I don't know what kind of pressure President Trump was under at that time. I don't know what kind of, um, uh, I don't know what kind of situation he was in. But if that's me, I'm not listening to Mark Meadows. I'm not listening to uh, to, to Chris Miller. I'm not listening to any of my, of my advisors around me. At that point, I'm the boss. At that point, I am the boss in the room. So if big crybaby Bill Barr wants to stand up and go, if you fire Christopher Ray, I quit. I'd say, well, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits. You have your resignation letter on my desk by the end of the day. You worthless coward. Get out of my office now. That's what I would have said. But again... I can't pretend to know what was in President Donald Trump's head. I can't pretend to know what the situation was. I can't pretend to know what's, you know, what kind of pressure that he's under or what kind of ability he has to even do that. Um, or what, what it would have meant for the Justice Department to be without a department head at that point. And maybe President Trump had enough. See, the only thing I can think of here is... President Trump probably had a lot of faith in Bill Barr at this time. He probably thought Bill Barr was going to lock these people up who spied on his campaign illegally, who got FISA warrants illegally, and uh, the Biden family, the crime family, for all the money they stole from Ukraine. Okay, I, I, The only thing that I can assume is that President Trump thought Bill Barr was actually going to do something. By the way, where's Durham? Who is Durham and where's the Durham report? This whole thing stinks to high heaven. But again, if that's me, and I'm in that situation, and my head of my Justice Department says, well, if you fire Christopher Ray, then I'm going to quit. Peace. Bye. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Followed by... Nobody cares. Get out. Again, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Have your resignation letter on my desk by the end of the day. Kick rocks. Get out of my office and get out of the White House. I don't know why that didn't happen, but we know for sure that Bill Barr threatened to quit if President Trump fired Christopher Christopher Ray, and that just came out this morning. So, uh, Bill Avania was supposed to take the place, and Bill Barr didn't like that. So, because of that, he gets the dum dum of the day. Let's switch gears, shall we, to Georgia? We've got a runoff there, not a real runoff. I mean, we got a we got a, a close battle there, I should say. Brian Kemp versus Vernon Jones. Vernon Jones just polled today within four points of Brian Kemp for running for Republican governor. Now, you know they're going to be running against Stacey Abrams. The problem is, this time, Stacey Abrams doesn't have all the abilities to cheat as she did last time. So I started thinking about this. And I started, and I, I, for a minute there, I thought Kemp was really trying to. 
pander back to the people that lost, that he lost their trust uh, for for going against President Trump, for going against uh, and not ordering a special uh, session of the Senate to come back and of the of the House of Representatives to actually get to the bottom of the theft of the election. At first, I thought, well, maybe he realized he did something wrong, and this is him trying to get those voters back. But then I started thinking about it a little deeper. I started seeing the forest for the trees here with Brian Kemp and his trickery and, and the stuff, the, his sleight of the hand stuff he pulls. Brian Kemp doesn't want to lose to Stacey Abrams. So that, in my opinion, is why Brian Kemp signed these new election uh, integrity laws into effect. Because he knows that if Stacey Abrams is allowed to ballot harvest, if Stacey Abrams has drop boxes everywhere, and if, the more you give, the more ammo you give Stacey Abrams, she's going to come back and she's going to beat the crap out of you. And she's going to be the governor of of, of, of uh, Georgia because she knows how to cheat like no other. So that, to me, is the only reason that Brian Kemp has actually changed the election laws and by signing them into law. Um, but let's go back and talk about this for a minute. Kemp versus Vernon Jones. Who's going to be stronger to go up against Stacey Abrams? And who do you trust more? Kemp has already shown us that we can't trust him. All right. There's a lot of Georgians that I talked to that said that they don't trust Vernon Jones because he's a life, lifelong Democrat. Now, I did I did a little bit of research uh, in the last couple weeks on Vernon Jones, and I have found out that he, even though he was a Democrat, he was a very conservative de- Democrat. He really was. When it came to fiscal conservative uh, mindsets, when it came to things that he backed, he did back a lot of conservative valued, you know, bills and things like that. But uh, so I don't really know much about Vernon Jones. I definitely don't know as much about him as Georgians do. So there seems to be a toss-up here. I think it comes down to this. Who can beat Stacey Abrams? Now, you want to know how you win the election in Georgia as a Republican? You want to know how you win the Republican nomination? And you want to know how then you, you go against Stacey Abrams and beat her? The first one of those two to promise to Georgians that they're getting rid of Dominion will be the one that wins the Republican Party uh, and and ultimately beats Stacey Abrams for the governor of Georgia. The first one that says, that vows to get rid of Dominion, will be the winner who takes it all. Mark my words. You will not get the trust back from the people, or you will not gain the trust of the people, if you don't get rid of Dominion. And just like the election integrity, uh, forensic audits that are going around, once one goes, others will go. So if the rest of the world sees Georgia giving up that $150 million they spent of taxpayer money to buy Dominion, just so Dominion could come in and cheat for the Democrats, then they'll say, hey, you know what, maybe we can do it too. And they'll go around and they'll ask their citizens, do you want to get rid of Dominion? Yep, most people would say, let's go back to paper ballots. Let's spend that $150 million that we would have spent on machines and let's pump that into the economy. Meaning let's hire people during the election season and pay them to actually count paper ballots. Let's make this Perfect for Georgia. Number one, you get paper ballots. So much harder to cheat. Number two, you're paying Georgians actual good wages to come out and be uh, poll count, poll watchers, to be ballot counters, to be whatever. It's a win-win situation. So out of Vernon Jones and Brian Kemp, whichever one of those gentlemen say, we're getting rid of Dominion, that's who will win the next governorship of, 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 of Georgia. So, got to get rid of them. But right now, Vernon Jones is polling within four points within four points 
Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I am going to go to the PatriotFoods.com commercial. These are people that I am, I'm, I, I love this company. You've seen the commercial before. More, most likely, you've bought from them. But again, I'm going to always promote them for what they stand for. They stand for American-made. They stand for uh, small farms. They, sp- they stand for fresh produce coming from farm right to your table. And they are, they are getting more and more farmers to join their alliance. So let's go right now and let's watch PatriotFoods.com commercial. Because, hey, why not? The majority of produce brands you're buying in your local stores is imported produce, and it's putting the American farmer out of business. Patriot Foods is fighting back by providing U.S.-only produce. Choosing the Patriot Foods brand is how you can support the American farmers, families, and our service men and women. Patriot Foods has family that has fought in the two major world wars. We strongly believe in your patriotism and your willingness to do what's right for your country. We need your help. Please join the fight and demand your country's brand in your local stores. We thank you and salute you. There you go, folks. Visit PatriotFoods.com. Now, staying with America, staying with promotion real quick, I do want to promote another American company, MyPillow.com. As you can see there, Mike Lindell, great American patriot, American-made products, 2,500 people plus employed in the United States of America. And when you go there and put in the promo code LFA, ladies and gentlemen, you get up to 66% off and you help the growth of this show right here, live from America. So, LFA promo code. Also, there's a number there for you to to call, and it does the same thing, and uh, it helps Life from America grow. So, thank you guys very much for allowing me to promote those two companies. Now, it's time for your favorite. Other than other than uh, uh, going to the Lord in prayer, and other than giving our attention to God, our favorite thing to do here on Life from America is call people's offices, leave messages. Talk to them live, whatever we got to do. So right now, I promised you earlier that we would call the Michigan GOP members in the state Senate who actually are in charge of uh, of their party and pushing forward the forensic audit in Michigan. So, State Senator Mike Shirky, State Senator Ed McBroom, and State Senator John Bison. We're going to call all three offices right now, and we're going to express our interest and our desire for Michigan to to do the forensic audit of their Dominion machines. So let's go ahead and call them right now. The first number is, if somebody could put this in the comments, that'd be great. 1-517-373-5932. That is 517-373-5932. Three, two, and this is Mike Shirky, who represents the 16th district. Let's call him on speaker right now. I was hoping somebody would answer state senator's office. Hi, this is Mike Shirky. I want to thank you for calling your state Senate office. Sorry, we can't take your call right now, but please leave a brief message and we'll get back with you just as soon as possible. Have a great day. Record your message after the tone. When you're finished, you can hang up or press 1 for more options. 
Hello, Senator Mike Shirky. How are you? Um, 16th District. I'm uh, honored to be calling and leaving you a message. My name is Jeremy Harrell. I run a show called Live from America, which is uh, which is online and digital. And um, you are live on the air right now, actually. We're calling you uh, with all the viewers watching, thousands of people watching. And uh, we just want to express our desire as American citizens, and a lot of us here watching from Michigan, um, to to push and, and do the forensic audit of the 2020 election. We know that you're under extreme pressure right now to do this. Um, and you, sir, are actually a person that can act, you know, have a lot of input into making this happen. Um, based on the evidence that's coming out from Antrim County and others, um, and other counties in Michigan, and uh, based on what we're seeing around the, uh, the United States right now, with Dominion and Smartmatic completely being compromised, hooked up to Internet, uh, votes changed at, a, at an astronomical rate, adjudication uh, larger rate than ever, ever before. We want to uh, really, really push for you, Senator Shirky, to, to push for the forensic audit. And uh, we will be calling uh, every week, hopefully every day, uh, thousands of people at a time to make sure that uh, that you and others uh, realize what we the people want and we thank you for your service we thank you for your um, public service to the people of Michigan and we just want to let you know what the people actually want just in case uh, you're having um, difficulties in, in in actually hearing what the people want but we want and demand a forensic audit in the state of Michigan thank you for your time God bless you sir and have a great day all right, that was Senator Mike Shirky. Let's now call 517-373-7840. This is Senator Ed McBroom from the 38th District. Again, 373-7840. Let's call him now. Probably same thing. I don't expect to actually get anybody. Be nice. Thank you for sticking with me, folks, while we do this. Senator Ed McBroom is not available. Record your message after the tone. When you've finished, you can hang up or press 1 for more options. Hello, Senator Ed McBroom from the 38th District. My name is Jeremy Harrell, calling you live on the air right now. Do a show called Live from America, both online and digital. And um, we really wanted to call you. There's, There's... hundreds of people watching right now that are from the state of Michigan and um, we we the people would really uh, like to get, tell you our desire uh, to have you push for the forensic audit of the 2020 election after seeing uh, tons of evidence come out from Antrim County after seeing evidence come out from Arizona, New Hampshire, Georgia, and other places. We believe that the Dominion system, the Smartmatic, the Smartmatic system, the adjudication rate, and the rate of error is so large and so uh, outside the, the legalities of the FEC that we would really, really want you to use your uh, influence there in the state Senate as a GOP Republican to push for this forensic audit. 
Uh, again, there are hundreds of people watching live right now from the state of Michigan. Uh, we will call daily if we have to. We'll definitely call weekly. We, we just want you uh, and Senator Mike Shirky and Senator John Bison and others to actually do what the people want you to do and get to the bottom of the fraudulent 2020 election. Sir, we thank you for your time. God bless you. And uh, hopefully you can listen to the people and do what's right and push, push, push for this forensic audit to happen. Thank you, sir. Have a wonderful day. All right. And now we're calling the last one, which is John Bison, 517-373-2426. Again, that's 517-373-2426. And this is John Bison of the 19th District. Let's call him now. I'm also going to try to get some of these folks on the show. <clears throat> Thank you for calling the office of Senator John Bison, MD. Please leave a message after the tone. Thank you. Record your message after the tone. When you've finished, you can hang up or press 1 for more options. Good evening, Senator John Bison of the 19th District. My name is Jeremy Harrell, uh, host of a show called Live from America. We have thousands of uh, listeners. You're actually live on the air right now as we make this phone call. Hun uh, thousands of uh, viewers and, and hundreds that are watching from the state of Michigan who all um, want me and others to call you and let you know uh, how much we want you as a Republican state senator in the state of Michigan to push for a full forensic audit of the 2020 election uh, because uh, the evidence that came from Antrim County, the evidence that's coming from Arizona, New Hampshire, Georgia, and other states, Dominion and Smartmatic uh, are, are, are completely uh, out of out of line and out of touch with the American people. The error rate is far beyond what the FEC allows. The adjudication process and the adjudication rate is far more than it's ever been with any machine of anything uh, comparable in the history of this country. And we demand a full forensic audit. And we would like you, Senator John Bison, to hold true to your oath to defend the uh, the Constitution from foreign and uh, enemies foreign and 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 uh, domestic. And we believe that uh, this election in 2020 was definitely interfered with by foreign and domestic um, enemies, culprits. And we just want to let you know, sir, that we are pushing and we will push every day for a full forensic audit in the state of Michigan. Uh, if you could um, if you could use your power and your influence to 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 get the other senators involved and engaged, sir. We would definitely appreciate it. Again, this is Jeremy Harrell from Live from America. God bless you. Thank you for your service, sir. And we'll see you on the other side. So, folks, those were the uh, Mike Shirky, Ed McBroom, and John Bison. And I actually got these names from uh, John Fredericks, who does Outside the Beltway and the John Fredericks Radio Show. Got to interview him in Orlando. And um, that's who gave these names these are the three people that can really push this forensic audit to happen, and they're the three people in the Republican Party who have not pushed yet for it. So we got to push, push, push them to push, push, push the forensic audit. Now, I want to give you guys an update on the UMass Amherst College story that we talked about on 11 o'clock show today. As you know, three girls are kicked out of college, forfeiting their tuition, and forfeiting their entire uh, course 
entire credits for the year because they were off campus and took a picture without masks on. I do have an update from the family, and I'm going to go to that now. The family is suing, so that's good news. And um, I'll let you watch the clip now. Here we are. This is the photograph that got these three students kicked out of UMass Amherst this spring. They took a picture off campus on a Saturday, and they got thrown out of school. Parents of the two students sat down with us to talk about facts of the case. Yes, the girls violated UMass COVID rules in March by being off campus when they took off their masks for this photo. There will be no grades for the semester and no refund of $16,000 per student. These beautiful young ladies who are honor students have had a full academic year stripped away and their paths broken of their higher education for alleged COVID violations. Yet, in the same period of time, the university hosted a parade slash event to celebrate the UMass hockey team's national championship win, violating every single one of the violations that they accused these girls of, also violating a standing executive order by Charlie Baker that says no parades, no festivals. With no recourse, the families are now putting together a class action lawsuit against the university with support from their state senator. The University of Massachusetts Amherst suspending them, that is a cost to these families of $16,000. That is a huge hefty penalty for not wearing a mask. Now, that state senator is actually a Democrat, believe it or not. That's actually a Democrat, believe it or not. I, I, I was flabbergasted when I saw that. His name is, he's a Democratic state senator named Barry Feingold. And he's sticking up for the, for the, uh, for the parents. J- great. Great that a Democrat is getting involved in fighting masks. Uh, amazing. Throughout this story, the families are not using last names, fearing it will hurt their daughter's chances when applying to other schools. As for UMass, this parent and alum of the school has this message for prospective students and their parents. Really rethink sending your students to University of Massachusetts at Amherst, not Lowell, at Amherst, because why not your kid? We did hear from UMass Amherst tonight. The suspensions will stand with no money back. Of course they will. No word back about the forthcoming lawsuit. One thing Democrats can't do, and one thing that the uh, elitists can't do is ever admit when they were wrong. As you heard, it will still stand, and I hope with the help of a Democratic state senator, that those families sue the crap out of that school and win. How dare that school think that they can do that, especially when the girls were off campus. Blew my mind. All right, folks, um, two more quick stories. Lindsey Graham actually said, I'll just play you the video real quick. Lindsey Graham actually said that there is no Republican Party without Donald Trump. Let me play that video for you real quick here. Here we are. Can we move forward uh, without President Trump? The answer is no. Uh, I've always liked Liz Cheney, but she's made a determination that the Republican Party can't, can't grow with President Trump. I've determined we can't grow without him. Boom. Now that's from, that's from flip-flop artist Lindsey Graham. Says we cannot grow the party without President Trump. We need President Donald J. Trump in this Republican Party. And he couldn't be more right. All right, now I'm going to show you a video that's absolutely going to break your heart. Five little migrant girls abandoned on Texas on the Texas bank of the Rio Grande. 
Five little girls, five little migrant girls, abandoned, ladies and gentlemen. And this video broke my heart. Let me let me enlarge the video here for you so that you can see and hear it. Okay, here we are. Check this out. No mother, no mother, no father, no nothing. This is one of our uh, workers' wives right here taking care of this tiny one. Look at that little girl. No one with these children dumped out. On the side of the river here, oh. on our farm. Oh. If this doesn't make you mad and want you to take the, the streets, I don't know what will. That is what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are not only welcoming, but facilitating, and they are complicit in all of that. And who knows what happened to those poor little five girls on their way here? Who knows what happened to them on that treacherous journey? But the fact that they were dumped. On the Texas side of the Rio Grande River, on somebody's um, property, lets you know that when they that they were dumped, that they were done being used. So, however they were being used, they were not needed any longer. And I pray to God that those little girls weren't sexually assaulted in any way, because they're already going to have trauma for whatever they experienced. But again, your fault, Joe Biden. Your fault, Kamala Harris. Disgusting. They should be ashamed of themselves for what they've what they've done at the border. Or, what they, or, or, or the lack thereof of what they've done at the border. They have caused so many families heart, heartache. They have caused rape. They have caused child sex trafficking. They have caused drugs overdoses. They've, they've caused drugs to flood into this country. And they've caused the border to be handed over from the U.S. government um, to the cartels. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so, so very much for joining in on Live from America tonight. That's going to do it for tonight's show. God bless you all. Thank you all so very much for giving me a second hour of your day. It's always appreciated. Again, I'm going to upload the video. Please rec- please share the recorded version when it's done. It's the only way that it gets, the, get it gets it out there for people who couldn't catch it live. For the 4,500 that got to catch it live, thank you. God bless you. And remember, there are right ways. There are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Go to JeremyHarrell.com. If you can, become a monthly donor. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for a Bible if you need one. And if you need a Jesus Calling book, you can sign up for that too. And remember, folks, check out the American Strong Companies. And let's keep our money within our conservative communities. God bless you. Have a great evening. I'll see you tomorrow for more Live from America at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't.